2: All righty, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Adversaries on a Trump in Tuesday. Alright, we appreciate you being out there and listening to us. we got a big show lined up for you tonight as usual, and the union boss is wearing pink again today, so he's really brightened up the studio in here, so makes things <laughs> a lot more exciting. He's got another contest challenge and all that we're going to get to in a whole lot more. Once again, we are coming to you on our Rumble channel. Just got it going right before showtime, so uh, please do follow follow. Follow us on Rumble. Easy to do. Just go to Rumble.com and go to American Adversaries' channel. All right. And then, of course, you can also listen to us on our excellent website, AmericanAdversaries.com. And if you like our website, and I really do, and it has not been a headache for the longest time... Well, ever since the Matt Buffman has been had, caring for it, that's JJC Marketing Solutions, It's to me, is now carefree, and it was always a huge headache until Matt came along. So he can do the same thing for you, JJCMarketingSolutions.com. And, of course, you can also listen on your Alexa devices and download, if you haven't already, the free Answer Orlando app into your smart devices. You can listen also, of course, at the AnswerOrlando.com website, where we encourage you to join the Answer Seekers Club, so you can enter to win a lot of great contests, including right now to win a $250 gift certificate to the Images Auto Spas and or the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. So all of that awaiting you. All right. And of course, as I said, he is sporting pink tonight. He is the trailblazer after all, Michael McMath.
3: Uh, styling and profiling, but I will say, Chris, you know, when I sit here, I sometimes cringe when I think of our governor, how great he is but also how great the state of Florida is, particularly if you're an outdoorsman, you like to play golf, you like to play tennis, you like to do fishing. I mean, I look outside and I see how wonderful the weather is. I see the misery everybody's in in these other states. We have everything that we could desire. Except, uh, I hope he stays because we got to keep those uh, Democrats out of this state. I don't know if there's a way we can tax them off we'll to talk to our guests today about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, to keep the state in as beautiful shape that it is.
2: All right. So uh, we're going to have, you know, there's mm-hmm. an election going on today in, what? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago for Lori Lightfoot. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But there's also going to be an election tomorrow, I'm pretty sure it is, here in the state of Florida. It's a special election to fill a House seat that has been vacated. Uh, for nefarious reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's All the right, right. word. Uh, a bit of a scandal. So uh, we're going to have one of the candidates running for that. Also, Corey Mills is going to join us at the top of the next hour. And uh I'll give you your outline. There you go. Okay, Corey Mills. thank gonna... you very much. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah, thanks Corey, for stopping uh, by. Corey Mills <laughs> is going to join us at the top of the next hour. And we'll talk to him a little bit about that energy department uh, admission, I'm calling it that, uh, indeed, the Wuhan bug did come from the Wuhan lab, just like Donald Trump and us have been saying ever since, well, three years going on now. Right. And uh, also uh, about uh, the situation in Ukraine. So uh, all of that and a whole lot more right here tonight. I am the philosopher, political, mad scientist, Christopher Hart. I am on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond Microphone. Mike and I are in the Relaxing Comfort Studio. Jeff Sennis is on the bridge. 407-774-8255 is the number. And, of course, every Trump and Tuesday is brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. And they are great folks out there, ladies and gentlemen. So you really need to uh, check them out if you're buying a vehicle vehicle, uh, trading a vehicle, or if you need uh, servicing on your vehicle, Sutherland Nissan is the place to go. And of course, uh, you can find out more at their website, OrlandoNissan.com, where they also have all the great specials that they're going on, and there's always something going on at Sutherland Nissan. Okay, so uh, today, uh, the day started out with an admission by, the, by BLM. Uh, no, not that B.O. Oh, no. I was going to say, wait <laughs> a second! I must have missed that one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Bureau of Land Management. Right. Uh, they came out and said that oh, those nine thousand leases that Joe Biden has been going around ballyhooing that supposedly the oil companies mm-hmm. have. No, actually, it was not quite that many. It was uh, some a little bit less than six thousand seven hundred, which is still you know you'd yeah, say is
3: quite. Anyway, you put it, that's a lot, and that's a lot of potential production. That's yeah, how I look it, at it. It is,
2: but it still isn't the full story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Not only are there not as many leases as Biden has been saying, but also this is just part of the process. They still have to get other permits mm-hmm. and studies have to be done and all of that other stuff to satisfy the EPA. So it is still a, a cumbersome process to get a permit to actually drill uh, on federal land. But Don't you wonder, private land, it's a, it's a yeah. little bit
3: easier. Don't you wonder, too, can Joe Biden ever tell the truth on any subject matter at all? I mean, I... I, I how can well, we listen to him or any just, of these people sitting up just, there?
2: That's just Joe. Oh, that's Joe. That's Dopey uh, Joe, Joe from yeah. Scranton, PA. Yeah, see, he he saw the six and thought it was a nine. I know. So. What's
3: wrong with me expecting <laughs> truth, that's you know? Right. And, uh, so, that's hard to take, I can anyway, tell
2: you that. Anyway, uh, that... Uh, didn't seem to have that much of an impact on the market, but the market did end the month down. On a uh,
3: down day. I wish that when you got your statements, they could just do it real simple. Have either a smiley face or a frown. And uh, this (laughs) month, when you get your statement for the end of your own be a frown. You got the smiley face
2: in January. (laughs) You did
3: have a nice big smiley face. But the reality of it is, we ended down 232 points. Uh, The market really didn't put much of a rush on the upside any time today. Ten-year Treasury was pretty much milling around the 390, 392 area. Gold popped up $12. 1846. Bitcoin is sort of in a little bit of a quagmire between 22 to 24. You know, again, I wouldn't buy that junk if my life depended on it. Uh, The thing I think we got to keep in mind is we're really right now in somewhat of a a period where we don't seem to be going one direction or the other. And even though rates have gone up some. You know, and I watch the bond market because a lot of people don't even think about bonds because that's where you get your best returns in this environment with your least amount of risk. Because it's not like stocks that, you know, can really take a hit when you're wrong. And what's happened here is the bond prices today actually are are selling. Not as cheap as they sold just two months ago, meaning they're even a little higher. But I'm hoping I get one more shot to buy more bonds. And I think it'll come in the next two to probably two to three months when you'll probably be able to buy bonds at the cheapest level in probably 15 years. And remember, bond prices are influenced by the 10 year Treasury movement primarily, not by the Fed movement. You know, which it is to some extent. But the point behind it is, you know, there's some bond programs out there that have been around for years. You can look them up. You'll see at the beginning of 90... Now, now, uh, are you
2: talking about... Uh, U.S. Treasury notes. You're no, talking about min- municipal bonds, bonds. right? Okay. I'm talking okay.
3: corporate bonds right now because, right. and and really, corporate bonds and Treasuries, they somewhat move in alignment with each other. You know, okay. uh, uh, Treasuries are more pure because they're backed by the U.S. government, right? But the reality is, if you have quality corporate bonds. What happens is when, if you look at the, at chart on any bond at the beginning of last year, uh, 2022, these bonds have collapsed in price. And I always laugh because you always hear these people on TV talking about what a flaw the 60-40 portfolio was. Because you know, not only did they get killed in the stock market in 2022, they got killed in the bond market. First time that ever happened. But guess what happens? The reverse happens. When the interest rates begin to start to come back down the other side, which they will eventually. Eventually you'll <laughs> see all the bond prices begin to take make their move up. But while you sit there, you can lock in with quality bonds, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven percent diversified portfolios, and you sit there and everybody goes, Duh. So in other words, it's going to pay you to hold it. And then you have the upside on the other side. Upside, right? And that's why with a stock, if it doesn't move, eh, you're not getting too much cash coming to the unless you know it's a utility or something. But that's why we're in an environment where probably the best opportunity, not quite yet, but we're getting close, will appear there. And another one which was natural gas. Remember how high natural gas went? Natural gas was down about 75 percent about a week ago. Now it's starting to puff up a little bit. But the point is, you know, when they're bad, they're good. If you look at everything like that. Right. You'll be a pretty successful investor. That's right. So, you know, it, but that's that's our lesson for the day. Thirty-eight years on Wall Street. You know, so <laughs> that's all. We'll leave it at that. Whatever. All right. uh,
2: mm-hmm. the, when it's bad, it's good. When it's good, good it's bad. bad. And
3: always that's remember right. that in real estate, anything else. That's
2: exactly right. So it is a time of opportunity. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, in the meantime. Uh, you had some uh, some some interesting housing numbers that came out this morning because we did. some of them were good, others mm-hmm. were not so good right but it, 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 the housing people are saying that this is not going to be like two thousand and eight. Yeah. that that the the demand is there, but it's on
3: hold sort of for right now. Right. And I think particularly we're a special situation in Florida, which is good. Yeah, And I think, though, what has hurt housing in the next few, we'll say, few weeks, maybe months, is rates have gone back up, right. Right. even though you'll say, well, Mike, that's a tiny move from, let's say, I'm using an example, 6.15 on the 30-year. Now it's probably 6.77. But you know what? People were weighing their dollars spent oh, geez, I could buy the house that went down this, but wait a second, my monthly payment went up that. Am I really any better? Right. So that's going to affect it, but until we get this movement down, you know, where we know the direction we're going on rates. All right.
2: And when that breaks that way, then once again, this is going to be pent-up demand
3: because the, the, the right. people still want houses. They're just, right now, they're, they're kind of biting their tongues. Louis. And inflation is burying America. Yeah. And Just mm-hmm. one note on inflation. I mentioned yeah. that earlier. This is something. Listen about our good friends in Iran. It says, the Iranian purchasing power, you'll love this, has been decimated by inflation which reached an annual rate of 53.4 percent in January of this year, up from 40.4 percent a year ago. Well, think about that. That is done by the most harsh individual, I call them politicians that are out there. But look what Biden is doing to you, the American people. We're now in our third year coming up with this uh, nut, and uh, this inflation needs to stop. And if it doesn't, Oh, all you retired people, I don't know, it's going to be, we all may become under the umbrella of the government, you know, eight, ten years from now, because no one has a dime, they inflated this to oblivion. So pay attention, be mad, speak out, because the only people can cure it is you. There you
2: go. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll get a little bit more into the China stuff. Uh, Christopher Ray, mm-hmm. the FBI director, has weighed in because they were the first federal agency to mm-hmm. say that the Wuhan bug came from that there Wuhan lab. All right. We got that and a whole lot more right here. Of course, our Trump and Tuesdays brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. And, of course, they are located at East Colonial Drive and Chickasaw Trail. We'll be right back. AM
0: 950 and FM
4: 94.9, the answer. Join us for the 38th annual Central Florida All British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m., and trophies will be awarded at 3. Registrations can be done on our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking, and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 530 at the Post-Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show. Hey,
5: Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com.
6: Network sound and video can make memories last forever. Like many folks, you've stored away family videos, camcorder tapes, 8mm film, photos and slides for years. You can't play your family memories even if you wanted to. The camera is broken, the VCR won't play. Bring those memories back to life by transferring them to a CD or DVD so your family can enjoy them again for a lifetime. Call 407-834-8555 or visit NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. 407-834-8555.
5: It's official. Tijuana Flats now has carnitas. Try our new queso blanco carnitas chimichanga, spicy habanero carnitas burrito, and chipotle barbecue pork tacos. Order now at tijuanaflats.com.
2: To clean better, with less effort, go to the Supreme Card Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com.
7: Call me, and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market, and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
8: Answer traffic, westbound I-4, slow around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman to U.S. 27, eastbound I-4, slow from World Drive to the Turnpike, around Fairbanks, and from Ford to Port of Monroe. Crash on the Greenway, northbound at John Young, slowdowns both ways around there, slowdowns on the 429, northbound around the Turnpike, southbound into I-4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Derica.
4: Maybelline, why can't you be true?
9: Oh, Maybelline,
10: why can't you be true? You didn't start doing the things you
2: used to do. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you for being out there. So, uh, China. Uh, put out some bad economic news and probably good news, however, for us here in the United States. You know, Chris, unless that, it brings
3: us closer to war. That was a very good point you brought up, is what happened is China's had about the least amount of uh, foreign investment in their country than they've had in the last 18 years over the last six months. So, in other words, the last six months... The least amount of money taken in that they've ever seen over an 18 year period. So, so, but you know what? Would you invest? I mean, if you're a billionaire, would you? I don't think I would because they're so aggressive military wise. And I just remember World War II people say, oh, they'll never attack us because of our relationship. Yes, they will. Uh, Look at Japan. They were a number one trader before war broke out in World War II. So I'm not
2: not so sure what what we're talking about is investment capital going into Into China China, to build factories and support the factories. Exactly. Uh, I think that that probably what, instead of the war, is what's going on is for one, they're pretty much built out. Right, you know, they even have like cities over there, basically sitting empty ghost well, towns. Got
3: real estate problems uh, are big and, problems, and they got right. some
2: big time economic problems brewing because of an aging population and that stupid one child left, you know, that one child policy. Right, and um, also the supply chain issues stemming from the COVID scam right. have got more and more corporations shortening those supply chains, right. moving to other countries, or bringing some manufacturing home. Right. And then you also have the CHIPS bill, uh, which is bribing companies to come back to the United States rather than putting that capital into right. China. Right. So it's uh, there's some capitalism going on here, and, neg- and and China finds themselves on the negative end of it this time. We'll see if this trend continues.
3: I mean, it's because a great trend. And th- this per- has fed their economy and their growth for, as you said, 18 years. And remember, our Congress is pushing, at least they're loud, meaning the Republican side, about the relationship we should have in China yep. instead of what we have, which means less money for investments in the in the country of China. So, better for America.
2: Yeah. Uh, the Chinese, of course, are trying to take advantage of things like the CHIPS bill, by participating in the manufacturing moving back here to the United States. Right. As a matter of fact, I be, I'm pretty sure it was Virginia that rejected a new
3: Ford battery plant. It, you're correct on that. And it moved up to, was it Minnesota? or a, Yeah, a Blue State. Yeah, Blue State, because the, the governor, who was a staunch Republican, said no. Yeah, not going to work here because it was basically
2: going to be Chinese money and a right. Chinese, you know, partnership with Ford. And he said he didn't want any part of that. And that's the sort of thing that we need to follow up with, mm-hmm. you know, because that chips bill basically funnels money to China mm-hmm. via the uh, uh, the chips market because they're so deep into some of these corporations. So, we'll just have to see how all that plays out. I mean, really, but, but for Chris, the
3: mainland China, this is definitely not good news. When you think about who's probably one of their bigger investors in China, it's the NBA. <laughs> you know, the revenues are like up, you can count in the hundreds of millions, maybe billions of dollars. Well, so I, I, I would dare say probably the biggest investor in China is the
2: United States government. Yeah, right. That's, because of how we support, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, electric car manufacturing uh, right. with the tax credits. Now, I know now they did change it with the last one, but for a long time we have supported that. Also, in the so-called uh, infrastructure bill, which is basically the, the Build Back Better and the Green Energy mm-hmm. Bill, you know, there are all these inducements and mandates to go to solar energy and wind power. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where that stuff comes from? China. China. That's right. So we're still, uh, in a roundabout way, investing in China more indirectly because we're buying the products now, not so much building the factories. Mm-hmm. As I said, they're kind of already
3: built out mm-hmm. over there. There's, there's not much more demand for factories in China. Plus the fact China's losing population. Remember, this was the first year they had a major drop in population, to be exact. Because I think they have the an number agent. was eight hundred and fifty thousand people less than the previous period, and uh, because of what you mentioned, and this was they said it was the first decline since Mao Zedong, uh, the Great Leap Forward. So this is <laughs> a sort of a shock to China when, particularly, they need people. Yeah, you know the the work, the industries. Well, that's because the the great leap forward
2: ended up uh, <laughs> leaping off a cliff. It didn't well, work too well. It resulted in mass famine and starvation. Right, which it did. It, yeah, as they as they uh, uh, they socialized the industry and farming and basically mm-hmm. you know made it part of the communist party. All right, so when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking more about gain of function because it now seems to be all the rage. When we were told before, it doesn't even go on. So we're going to get to that and a whole lot more, including Thursday night's contest challenge for you. Oh, Oh, this should be fun. So stick around. We'll be back with more of Trump and Tuesday brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. That's OrlandoNissan.com.
11: With us are in news, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Beleaguered Californians are being hit again by a new winter storm in the already snow-plastered state. Blizzard warnings blanketed the Sierra Nevada on Tuesday, and forecasters warned travel was dangerous. Many people were trapped in their homes by snow in the San Bernardino Mountains in Southern California. Meanwhile, on the opposite side of the country, parts of the Northeast saw their most significant snowfall of what has been a mild winter hit overnight. And Michigan fought another battle with ice after a new storm Monday left thousands of customers without power in the central part of the state. Some customers around Detroit still lacked power for a sixth day after a previous ice storm. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 232 points. The Nasdaq dropped 11. The S&P 500 lower by 13. More details at srnnews.com.
0: AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
8: Answer traffic westbound I-4. Slow around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman to US-27. Eastbound I-4. Road the world Drive, Liam from 434 to Monroe. Crash on the Greenway, northbound to John Young. Slowdowns both ways around there. 429, slow both ways around the turnpike, southbound into I-4. Your latest answer. Traffic, I'm Dave Dorica.
0: Welcome to the American Adversaries, Drive Time, the titans of talk radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer, online at TheAnswerOrlando.com, AmericanAdversaries.com. Streaming on Rumble, and a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. And I'm
12: proud
0: to be an There
2: no doubt, I love this land, God bless the Alrighty, welcome once again to the American Adversaries Radio Reality TV Show as we just now added our WACX Super Channel audience. Thank you folks for tuning in on your antenna TVs, that's 55.7 on your remote All right, and you folks, of course, watching on Rumble, thank you as well. And you folks out there listening, however you are going about it, we appreciate each and every one of you. Got Michael McBath. Along with me, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort Studio, I'm on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond Microphone, 76 real diamonds in these things here, right there. That's and, amazing.
3: No one has, uh, you know, sort of a walk with it. It is well, it is well, it,
2: you it is know? well protected, let's just put it
3: that way. Very good. That's right. Jeff is on
2: the bridge, 407 is the number, so yesterday afternoon, Admiral Kirby came out. He had to handle things in the press briefing because Jean Pierre wasn't up on her gain of function research. No. Because the questions, of course, came aplenty about the Department of Energy. I'm calling it an admission that the uh, that the uh, bug likely did come from the lab, the Wuhan lab. And they used the word likely, and that means that it did. And by the way, uh, Christopher Ray, who's going to be on Fox here in a little while, has said uh, that, uh, oh yeah, for quite some time, the FBI has assessed that this came from the lab. And by the way, we have our own virologists and all these other you know, uh, forensic experts, and they uh, have came to the conclusion that, that a long time ago. And of course, the first scientists who knew about these things, I think there was a guy from Stanford, if you remember, right, I right. think a guy from I don't know, I think I want to say MIT, but it mm-hmm. was maybe not might have been Harvard, but they said because if we saw the emails mm-hmm. going to old Fouch, Right. And they were, this sure looks like it came from, and, and, and originally Fauci, you know, was kind of open to the idea. The next thing you know, he, he's
3: closing the door on all of right. that stuff, right? right. Oh, no, I agree. And so, uh, and they're still trying so, to water these uh, facts down. You know, the well, their, their uh, groups of them are saying, well, this is still the continuation of the conspiracy theory and this and that. Uh, uh, hey, uh, the, the facts are the facts, but they they'll, they'll, they'll see, still try to destroy the concept.
2: This is why they brought Kirby out. Instead right. of just letting Jean Pierre handle it, because they're not—they're not going to be able to do that. I, I think they now understand that the truth is coming out, and so they got to figure out how to deal with it. And so now what they're doing is they're saying that—and this is what Kirby said yesterday—and of course he frames it such that Joe Biden, in his great wisdom, understands—he used the word "understands" the legitimacy. Of gain of function research. I don't think he used the word gain of function. I think this type of research. I don't think uh, Joe Biden understands those words at all. Well, I'm not quite so sure mm. because what he's talking about, that quote unquote understanding, mm-hmm. is inside swamp talk for. Well, you know, we all know this has to be done, and we can't do it legally, so we got to do it under the table because it's, it's got to be done. And their reasoning is, and he comes right, they come right out and say it, mm-hmm. is that we must do this research to be prepared for when these things happen. So, in other words, they say we're creating these new virulent viruses. So that we'll be better prepared when these new virent vir- vir- viruses come along. Mm. Uh, now, I-, I can understand. So from- you
3: create it, right? And then
2: yeah, so, so their logic is: if we create it in a lab, and presuming it doesn't escape the lab,
3: that's the point.
2: We can figure out how to deal with it when these things do ostensibly happen in nature. The problem is, Hmm. that's not really what they're doing. What they're really doing is bioweapons research, and everybody's doing it. And they're doing it because they're worried about the other person doing it. Right. And this is why we had all those labs over there to Ukraine. Was it over a dozen of them? And, oh, yeah, well, they're just left over from the Soviet Union. Which, by the way, Soviet (laughs) Union had been gone 30 years. Don't give me that crap. There was research going on in each and every one of those labs, and it was specific to uh, certain, let's just say, populations.
3: Weren't we supposed to, under the rules of war, not to be really developing? Right. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's why it had to be done elsewhere. Right.
2: All right. This is why, if you remember during the Clinton administration, he did away with the uh, you know special prisons the CIA had and special right. interrogations. So what we did was we, we basically contracted the business out. And so instead of taking a prisoner to a, to a special CIA prison in Turkey, mm-hmm. we sent the guy to Saudi Arabia and let them do their thing with him. We still got the information. Only we got we got it secondhand, and the guy probably died in the process. But yeah, 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 you got to do these things. You see, Mm. and so this is the same thinking here. Yeah, well, we can't have our hands tied because surely other, you know, Mm -hmm. bad actors are going to go ahead and do it anyway. So we got to do our own research so we can be prepared. And when they do it, and but it's this sort of ongoing cycle now, where these nasty things are being played with in labs all over the world. And there really needs to, I mean, if the UN really wants to do something good in this world, they need to get to the bottom of this and close them all
3: down. Now, how are we ever going to get all people to believe that this truly had leaked? I mean, we believe it. Uh, All people will never believe it. That's what I'm afraid. All people will never believe it. Right.
2: Because you still have people out there that believe the Russia hoax.
3: Right. Okay. Voting.
2: And and you still got people out there wearing masks, even though all the evidence proves that they're worthless. Right. Uh, I mean, unless you're actually trying. Some people, I guess, are agoraphobic and maybe wearing a mask Mm -hmm. actually helps them get out in public because they're afraid of crowds. And if that's the case, okay. But you ain't going to keep yourself from getting a bug or transmitting a bug. That's the reality. And people still want the the boosters, even though all the evidence now, even Fauci has authored a study saying the vaccines, not just COVID, but also flu vaccines, are worthless. As his conclusion was, they might have some placebo effect. Placebo effect. In other words, a psychological effect that somehow affects the health of your body. So in other
3: words, it wasn't worth anything. Right. Oh, well, great. it was
2: worth a lot to the pharmaceutical companies oh, to them. and they the people who made billions bucks. of
3: dollars. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And it was worth a lot to the Democrats mm-hmm. who capitalized on it. But a lot of people suffered in the process. That's what. Yeah, hey, con- hey, you got to do these
3: things, right? And the Democrats just counter the argument. They counter the argument, even though the truth is probably what is being said, you know, by the Energy no. Department. But these people will try well, to bat it down every chance well, they get. See, but this—it's going to get more and more difficult mm-hmm. because they're going to have to be juggling more and more truth. Which is true. They got so many lies out there. How are you going to balance them all? Exactly right.
2: Mm-hmm. And as I've said. I believe that this year is the turnaround year. This is the year when juggling all those balls is going to become too difficult. You start dropping them one
3: after another.
2: Exactly. And it's going to change the voters' attitude. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not everybody, but it doesn't have to be everybody. It's just got to be most. And I do believe that it will. And, and, and who's going to be standing right there, you know, kind of, you, you, you told mm-hmm. you so, is going to be Donald Trump and, I dare say, us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we got it right.
3: And, you know, and, Donald Trump's going to be refreshing everybody all the time when he speaks to big groups, and why I'm he? sure. And I mean, he it, should, and jam it down their throat for what they did That's right. Him. Because
2: from the very beginning, he and we have been saying that this thing came from the Wuhan lab. And it had all the ear markings of it. By the way, also wasn't it Tom Cotton? Right, Tom Cotton. And so there was a hand, and and Rand Paul. Yeah, Rand, Rand Paul, Paul was out in front. That's right. Mm-hmm. So and and of course, all of us were were messed with by the social media lords in the process. So and and some by the the mainstream media themselves. But we, uh, uh, as I said, this. They're now saying that the gain-of-function research is legitimate. we got to do it, it. Is it? And and any old fool like me that comes along saying we shouldn't be doing this sort of thing, well, we, I, Hart, he just doesn't understand. You know, he's just this loud mouth on the radio. What does he know about what we know in the Pentagon about what's going on out there? Now, if anything, uh, we should be taking these labs out. We should be having special operations. But of course, they're afraid to do that, because if you do that,
3: you might release the Oh, Without a doubt, now you open up Pandora's box again, and here we go. Right. So it it, it is a true mess, but
2: somehow we got to figure out a way to clean it up, because surely this will happen again. And the question now is, not just did it come from that wet lab, but did it come from that lab on purpose, or was it an accident? But what we do know is that China went out of their way to suppress it in their own country, but still allowed their citizens to freely spread it around the world. And didn't China have... And they
3: knew that was happening. Didn't they have about 7 million people die from it? We don't really know. Well, that's right. We wouldn't have accurate numbers because they would hide it anyway. But I think that was an estimate I had heard at one time.
2: We don't know, but I remember Nostradamus had a story that um, Mm -hmm. that uh, early on in the Wuhan province itself, there was like seven million or whatever Uh, number it was, the phone accounts that uh, were canceled. Basically, I mean, if you're dead, I guess you don't need your phone anymore. Yeah, we still we don't really know. But my point being, they. It's cutting mm-hmm. Wuhan off, literally. You couldn't travel outside of Wuhan and spend your money. Uh, you may get outside the boundary, but you wouldn't be able to do anything because you couldn't spend your money. They had digital, yeah. digitally cut you off. Um, but they did allow free travel to the rest of the world in and out of Wuhan. How r- irresponsible. So if, you, if you wanted to spend your Chinese money and you were in Wuhan when this started, you could either spend it in Wuhan, nowhere else in China. But you could spend it in Naples, Italy. You could spend, remember how they had yeah. an outbreak there? That's right. You could spend Which was it in yeah. France, in England, in mm-hmm. the United States. And so they purposely spread it around the world. Now, whether it got out of the lab by accident or not, what is certain is they spread it around the world on purpose.
3: Yeah, and the circumstantial evidence looks so obvious that that's what happened. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. All right. When we come back, uh,
2: we got uh, Randy Ross. He's got some breaking news for us here as well, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Pretty surprising, uh, considering uh, I just saw this gentleman speak a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I'll let him break the news, and then we're going to visit with a man running for uh, House, Florida House seat in District 24, a special election. So please stay with us. You are listening once again to the American Adversaries on a Trump and Tuesday, brought to us by Sutherland Nissan.
5: AM 950
0: and FL 94.9, The Answer.
2: at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com Remember, they're your dealership alternative jerryzmb.com 407-366-6499 Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some Relax & Comfort will soon be celebrating a regrand grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that will soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relax & Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxAndComfort.com.
8: more options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions, not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. For years I've been seeing that shrimp and
5: Tex-Mex be going together like salt in the sea. And alas, Tijuana Flats answered the call. New Tex-Mex takes on shrimp at Tijuana Flats. Crispy shrimp tacos with corn salsa, fajita shrimp quesadilla, and a tasty shrimp bowl with signature garlic lime sauce. These delicious new shrimp dishes loaded
8: with Tex-Mex flavors are sure to be your new favorite, only at Tijuana
3: Flats.
2: All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let me bring Randy Ross into the conversation here. Randy, how are you doing tonight? What about this breaking news?
10: Doing doing great. You know, first of all, I want to preface this announcement with I have not seen anything on his Twitter, on the Supervisor of Elections, of Seminole County website, or a formal uh, release, but I did have a friend at one of the local news stations reach out to me. They're breaking the story at 6-6. Chris Anderson will not seek re-election as the supervisor of elections over in Seminole County.
2: Chris Anderson is not going to seek re-election, the supervisor of elections in Seminole County. Really?
10: That is what the news source is saying to me. They're breaking the story at 6, but, you know, let's, until we hear from him, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But that would really surprise me because he seems incredibly enthusiastic and very good at his job. So.
2: Yeah, I we'll saw see. him speak at uh, Abby's group. Suburban women up there in Heathrow just just a couple of weeks ago, and he was very enthusiastic and had a very great uh, uh, presentation as well. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Thank you, Randy, for that. Let's
10: make sure we hear from the source directly. But you know, I have All to right. trust some of my friends in the media, right?
2: All right. Well, you, you just scoop their story. I don't know if they'll give you any more. All right. Let's go, let's go next to Ryan Chamberlain. Ryan Chamberlain is running for a house seat, a Florida house seat in District twenty four. That's up there in Marion County, I think. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. Am I right?
12: You are right. Thanks for having me on.
2: So tell us what is District twenty four in particular.
12: Well, District twenty four is in is right smack in the middle of Marion County. It represents close to two hundred thousand people, one hundred and eighty thousand, somewhere right around there, right in the middle of Marion County. Marion County is quite large. But it is the only uh, seat within Marion that's only in Marion. There's a few other state rep seats. But District 24 came available in December when the elected official, he was elected in November. He ended up resigning in December because of a, a PPP fraud indictment and in charge. And that opened up a seat where we, we normally would have ran for 2024, uh, Governor DeSantis issued an eight-week special election that launched the first week in January. or we're in the final. We're in the eighth week right now.
2: When is the, the actual election day?
12: March 7th. Voting has already begun uh, this past Saturday. It goes Saturday to Saturday, um, 10 to 6 in, in the early voting spots. But then next uh, Tuesday, a week from today, all voting polls open up in the area.
2: We have uh, some listeners that listen up in that area. We also have some of our WACX TV audience that reaches up in that area. Uh, why should they vote for you?
12: Well, listen, um, I'll give a couple reasons. I'm, I'm pretty much native to the area. I'm 48 years old, been here 38 of those years, built businesses, raised my family, been married to my beautiful wife for coming up on 29 years, and, and just served the community. and uh, we certainly have a track record for results. They can research that as well. But our campaign is is really outworking all other campaigns. Uh, we've been leading in the in the polls, and but you know anything can happen in these special elections with with four or five people in a race. In this case, five. But we've been out canvassing. We we've actually met over twelve thousand voters at their home. So, you know, I'll tell you why I'm running. I, I met a few voters. As a matter of fact, I met a young lady named Angie, maybe late twenties, two kids playing in the yard. And she said to me, she said, Ryan, listen, we've only been here a few months. We're so excited about voting in Florida. This is our first race. We just escaped from California. And I've actually heard that phrase a couple times while I've been out meeting these thousands of voters. And you think of escaping from (laughs) another part of the United States into the United States. Florida is just the place people want to come to. And what they really mean by escaping is what one of the reasons, some of the reasons why I'm running one we got to keep this wokeism stuff out of our schools. They want to escape that. They want to come to Florida where we're trending in the right direction. And I want to go help DeSantis, Governor DeSantis keep this out. I, I've raised four awesome uh, children with my wife, four boys. I call them non woke, uh, 18 and older young men that are out, tax paying citizens. But the next generation has got some challenges that no other generation has had with this wokeism. These first, second, third graders, they are they're messing with their heads. We've Certainly when they're escaping to Florida, we got border issues in all 50 states now. I mean, illegal immigration is an issue that we're dealing with. And, of course, election integrity is on everybody's mind as well. And these are things we can fix on a state level. We can set the pace. We are setting the pace. But we want to make Florida so strong that it's contagious to the rest of the country. And and uh, that's why I'm running.
3: Ryan, here's a question. Are you in the Ocala area? Is that where Marianna County is?
12: It is. It oh. is. I'm actually yeah, near the village, just north of the villages. Um, actually, part of the villages is Marion County as well, but Ocala all the way to the villages is, is this district.
3: Is the World Equestrian Center in your area? You know, which is a humongous it, equestrian worth over 800 million dollars.
12: So it is in our area, and parts of that region are in the district. The actual center, uh, I do not believe, is it, it is in Marion, Northwest Marion County, but. Uh, yeah we are definitely in that region lots of horses lots of farms lots of people benefiting from the world equestrian center
3: what are you going to do about expansion you know in the sense that uh, you would think there'd be massive people wanting to get it into that area because of all the different things i i see the farm selling everything is i mean i can't believe what's going on up there
12: well it's definitely growing they're predicting hundreds of thousands of more people moving in this way and certainly we've uh we got a county commission that's working on road situations because it's getting tight up here. Um, and we want to preserve the beauty of North Florida. So, you know, a lot of these farmlands are very concerned with how roads are going to be built, how highways are going to be extended. And there's even talks of toll roads coming up this way. So these are all major discussions that, of course, someone like myself that plans on living here for the next 38 years, that's absolutely I've been here 38, want to live here another 38, raise my grandkids here. Mm-hmm. We've got to be concerned about this. And here's, here's the good news. I don't think we need any new taxes at all. Matter of fact, we probably cut taxes. Ron DeSantis has been able to find a 20 to $27 billion of surplus, probably wasted taxpayer money. And there's more of that wasted money that we're going to keep uncovering. So there's, in my opinion, we're going to be able to, to grow in this area without taxing the citizens anymore, hopefully lowering taxes. That would be my mission, lowering regulations, continuing the growth. But you know, just doing it the smartest way possible.
2: Randy, go ahead.
10: Ryan, obviously in a special election, people are coming out just to vote for this particular race. How do you plan on getting people out to vote when there's five people out there? Obviously it becomes very difficult. What is your action plan to get people, you know, to get out to vote?
12: Well, I'm the only candidate that's out Walking and meeting voters, we visited twelve thousand voter homes. Many of these people didn't even know there was a special election, so we're we're doing our own voter drive. Of course, we've got the mailers, we've got the TV, we've got the social media. It's push, push, push. But you're right, in these special elections, um, it's not a normal time of the year, so you've got to you know all hands on deck. I'll end by saying this on this topic: I have a tremendous grassroots effort. Not only from a great church that I attend, but I've, I've been in this area, been in this community, built biz- businesses. I know a lot of people, and we have a big volunteer team that's out the word as well. So, we believe we'll dominate the polls. But you're right; it is a unique effort for this time of year to have a special election to get people out.
2: Now, will there be a runoff if no one gets 50 percent, or is it just whoever gets the most votes? Because there's several. Whoever candidates. gets
12: the most. Whoever gets the most votes wins there's only there's five republican candidates in this race and one write-in and because there's a write-in that means the democrats are not allowed to vote in this republican primary it means we have to go to a general election but whoever wins this race will go to a general election with with there's the only name on the ballot the other spot would be for a write-in candidate so you pretty much whoever uh next tuesday night probably before 10 o'clock at night we will know the winner
2: Okay, and how can people find out more about you, your website, and, and such?
12: Go to Campaign dot com. Campaign dot com. From there, you certainly can, uh, you know, connect with us. We've got social media links and everything there to stay connected with us. But ryanchamberlaincampaign dot com. You can go there, and uh, we certainly would love the support. And I'll say, most of your listeners, if they don't live in the area, they may know somebody that does so give them a text you know uh share something from you know our campaign to them because it is a very important vote currently nobody's representing this area in tallahassee so we've got to fill this seat Uh, i believe i'm the most conservative candidate in the race i've got the most conservative endorsements in the race we've raised the most funding and we're ready to go serve now we just got to finish this thing off over the next week so Yeah, thank you for having us on.
2: One last question. When is that general election, which will formalize what's going to happen actually next Tuesday night?
12: May 16th is the date of that election. And, you know, I don't know all the details of how the writing candidate works. I believe that it it pretty much locks into May 16th is, is what they've told us is that general election date.
2: All right. Well, good luck. We hope you win. And next time we speak to you, it'll be you'll be as a member, or at least uh, uh, have have survived this step in the process to being a member of the Florida House.
12: Well, thank you for having us on. All
2: right, we appreciate it. That's Ryan Chamberlain. The website one more time: Ryan Chamberlain. Ryan Ryan Chamberlain Campaign Ryan Chamberlain All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay, so uh, so Randy, you still there? I'm going to stay
10: around for the Corey Mills interview, if that's okay.
2: It is indeed. I was going to ask you to do just that. So uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we'll have Corey Mills on and speak with him about what's going on in uh, the swamp. Washington. <laughs> that's right. Of course, this is a Trump and Tuesday brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. And U.S. Ha- really has gotten together a great team out there. They're all friendly folks. They're all very helpful and very knowledgeable. And you'll find out when you go out there. Sutherland Nissan, of course, is looking located at East Colonial Drive and Chickasaw Trail. You can also do a lot of your wheeling and dealing online if you're buying. That's OrlandoNissan.com. But don't forget, they have a great service department there and a great waiting room if they get it done in the same day. So uh, check them out, OrlandoNissan.com, East Colonial Drive and Chickasaw Trail. That's Sutherland Nissan. And we'll be right back with more of a Trumpin' Tuesday.
0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected, and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a new millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the Earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies. Of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America. Let's go see the office.
2: Welcome to our number two of the American Adversaries Drive Time Now primetime show coming to you on a Trumpin' Tuesday brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. Got Mike McBath in the Relax and Comfort Studio with myself, Christopher Hart. I am on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond microphone. We got Randy Ross hooked up with us on the line. Got Jeff on the bridge. And in a few moments here, we'll be joined by Corey Mills. Uh, but I want to go back to Randy uh, for just a moment while we're waiting on Corey. Um, and you, do you want to go over that news that you broke a little bit earlier? That yeah, I, guess... I can
10: just tell you that by now I would imagine it's on, in the media. And again, I have not heard. The this directly from the person. I've uh, heard it from a news source that Chris Anderson, Seminole County, clerk, uh, not clerk, clerk of course, supervisor of elections, who by the way I think is amazing, I think he's great, is not going to seek re-election. So like I said, until we hear from him directly, but I understand that that was going to be one of the news stories tonight, so he must have put out a statement with somebody.
2: Okay, well, well I, I just put out a couple of feelers to a couple of my sources, and we'll see if we can come up with something before the end. Yeah, I don't
10: want to report fake news.
2: <laughs> that, that, that's a fact. That's a fact.
10: But, you know, we can talk about why we're waiting for Corey, because I did see his schedule today, and it was incredibly packed, but he did say he's going to be calling in. We will be hosting a campaign re-election kickoff for Corey uh, on April 4th at the Winter Park Racquet Club. The American Adversaries, again, will be our live radio remote for that broadcast. Um, and never know, we might have some surprises that night for everybody. I just can't go into detail right now. But yeah. if anybody interested in attending that event, they can call me directly, 407-401-4409, 407-401-4409. Or they can email me at randyrossorlando at gmail.com and we will get you set up for it. It's going to be a great event.
2: Yeah, this is a fundraiser. and it's going
10: It to be is. It's, it's an inaugural
2: kickoff, yes. And it's going to be an exciting real. evening. The weather should be perfect for this. It's a great venue. You can't ask for a better there.
3: place. The beautiful lake, the atmosphere, yeah. the food, Absolutely. and the uh, drinks.
2: <laughs> and, of course, yeah, we're going to be there mm-hmm. doing a live remote broadcast. So we would love to have you folks uh, join us. Once again, you can email Randy Ross at randyrossorlando at gmail.com and his number, 407-401-4409. And that's April the 4th. You know,
10: I always get very good response from people who listen to our live remote. They enjoy it. So I think that I love when we get these opportunities to be out there and introducing our program. So, you know, the folks that are going to be there may not be listeners now, but will be listeners at that time. Yep. Like I said, you never know. There might be a surprise or two that night.
2: All right. So once again, that's April the fourth, and the event itself is scheduled from six thirty to nine thirty. But of course, we'll be there starting at five o'clock, and and I think Pete Crotty's going to be there with his uh, his. He
10: will. He'll be selling all his. Swag. Uh, America's right. First Swag, yeah. Trump, DeSantis, you name it, all he, of it.
2: He's got all of it, and uh, it's, it's great quality stuff, too. So come on out and join us. Once again, you can find out more details by getting getting a hold of Randy. And uh, and by the way, if, if you couldn't get a chance to write uh, his phone number or, or the email address down and you want to call the show later on, we'll have it for you then as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and it's never too early to get started because you know the Democrats are already out there working. I guarantee you they've already chosen the person that's going to be running against Corey Mills, don't you think, Randy?
10: Um, I would imagine, but he had such a big win. Um, you know, that's a not a district that if they were going to put money into it, you really think they're going to put a lot of money into a, a double-digit win for Republican race?
7: Probably, I don't think
10: so. Probably, then, prob- who knows? There's going to be a lot of things happening. I think a lot of movement. Anybody thinking about running for office will probably get ready and make those moves here in the next couple of months, and that's what we can look forward to.
2: I see. they better. Because you know, even though I don't think that they think they can win that seat, I guarantee you they're already planning on working on whoever's going to you know, run because they don't leave a stone unturned and they don't take a day off when it comes to elections. As soon as one's and over, think, they're already you know, working on the next one. Go ahead. Yeah.
10: Corey probably has, not that he's told me this, but I'm guessing, a longer-term plan. Uh, so I would assume that he'll run just as hard this time. I mean, think about it, he's kicking off his reelection literally, what, four months after winning? Yeah. Which, when these congressional races happen, they happen every two years. Right. So that's really a full-time fundraising job, if you think about it.
2: No. And, you know, you mentioned Chris Anderson. When I saw him speak a couple of weeks ago, he said something very similar to what I've been saying on the show before, and that is that the Democrats are already out there knocking on doors. They're already out there making contacts. They're already out there looking at the voter rolls, figuring out who is the new Democrat that just moved into the district because we want to connect with them. They don't wait to you know uh, the, until election year to start you know working on a campaign. Well they,
10: you know I think historically we have seen they do work harder. Um, I'm not trying to say that Republicans don't work. We obviously have more Republicans in Florida now than we have in a long time uh, out, outpacing Democrats. The point I'm making is they get out and do the grassroots door knocking, kind of work that really changes the dynamic when it comes to these especially like smaller elections like city council, school board, anything more at a local level, that's where they can really see some of the work that they're doing pay off.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And I tell you what, uh, Seminole County is probably going to have a fight on their hands for the school board seats that are up for re-election because they're currently occupied by two Republicans. Mm-hmm. So the Republicans are going to have to work pretty hard to keep those seats. Abby Sanchez is one, and um, the other one escapes me right now. But as I said, this... this Politics these days, it's a 24-7 sport. It's no longer election season. Election season is all the time, and especially for the national races, whether it be a House race, a Senate race, or, of course, the presidency, which is why you see, and even Democrats are saying they want Biden to either declare he's running or not running, because if he's not running, they want to get their campaign started. Because basically...
10: Isn't it interesting that our supervisor of elections in Orange County has announced that he's not running? That's right. And now, if true, Seminole County has that same scenario. It makes you wonder, what's in the water? You know? uh, it, Yeah, <laughs> people... it's called
3: an investigation. You know? <laughs> that's it.
10: Uh, well, you know, there's something to be said for that. You might you might recall we had Cynthia Harris on the show, <laughs> um, or you did a few times, yeah. uh, when she was a whistleblower regarding some of that ballot harvesting. Mm-hmm. thing. You know, these decisions don't come easily to these people because their egos are just bred and fed by being in elected office. So when they make decisions to leave a $170,000-a-year job, you have to really think about that. Remember, Chris Anderson, if that's true, was appointed by the governor originally, and that's a big deal. The process to be appointed through the governor's office is extensive um far far more than we'd ever imagine you have to go through sometimes two and three rounds just to get down to that one person i remember when eddie fernandez became clerk of court and he was sharing with me personally just some of the steps i mean they're looking at every part of your life because it is a direct appointment it's not the same as if you're going out there and it's a high school popularity contest
2: yeah no doubt uh once again, we're anticipating Corey Mills checking in with us. But as Randy said, he had a full okay, uh, schedule I just today. I got
10: a text from Corey that he's ready. Is he called in or?
2: Uh, they're online here. Not yet. He is not. not uh, he can call. He can call right on in. Uh, we'll give Randy a second to deal with that. Uh, once again, you're listening to the American Adversaries on a Trump and Tuesday. Randy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jeff. Let's go ahead and take the break at this point. That way, when we come back with Corey Mills, we won't have to stop in the middle of the conversation, and it'll give us a chance to set up that line. Okay. So when we come back, we will have Corey Mills on with us. You, of course, are listening to the American Adversaries on a Trump and Tuesday, brought to us by sutherland nissan am
0: 950 and
4: fm 94.9 the answer join us for the 38th annual central florida all british car show at henry's depot 212 west 1st street in sanford on april 1st from 9 a.m to 2 p.m come see nearly 200 classic british cars visit our vendors and have lunch at henry depot's fabulous food court exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3. Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show.
6: Network, sound, and video. Are you moving, downsizing, cleaning, or consolidating your garage, attic, storage unit? You'll probably find some pretty valuable family archives like 8mm film, videotapes, photos, slides, records, and cassettes. Well, now is the perfect time to have us transfer your or family memories to new digital formats share your treasures with family friends classmates business associates and military buddies call or visit network sound and video 407-834-8555 407-834-8555 stuck in traffic
0: we've got the answer answer
8: traffic westbound i-4 slow around lake mary around colonial and from kirkman to us 27 eastbound i-4 slow from world drive to the turnpike from obt to lee and from lake mary up to monroe crash on the greenway northbound at john young slowdowns back towards i-4 your latest answer traffic i'm dave derica
2: All right, we're back. We're live. We're on a Trumpin' Tuesday with you, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, every Trumpin' Tuesday is brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. And we do now have Congressman Corey Mills on with us. Congressman Mills, thanks for being with us today.
9: Well, thanks for having me back for Trumpin' Tuesday.
2: Well, we appreciate it. Uh, The the door's always open. (laughs) All right, so uh, I heard you presided over a congressional hearing, I guess, for the first time. What was it about?
9: So uh, yesterday I was the House floor, uh, so I presided over the House floor as kind of the uh, performance uh, speaker, if you will. Today I helped to stand in uh, on the Foreign Affairs Committee uh, for our chairman, Mike McCaul, uh, and that was on mostly holding the CCP in China accountable. Um, and then I had another hearing today in Milpers, uh where we went after uh, the four Biden undersecretaries for Army, Navy, Air Force, and military readiness with regards to the, in my opinion, unconstitutional uh, vaccination purging uh, of our military. Um, the the way that they handled it, the way that they've done it, um, the Department of Defense Inspector General even said that when they fill out these forms, and and, and you'll be able to see these forms because I actually submitted it for record, um, but this was supposed to allow every person who was looking at either a religious exemption or other types of exemptions for medical reasons, etc. cetera. The DODIG came back and said that the review and vetting process for these documents, on average, was 12 minutes. Now, I'll tell you, these are not documents that you could run up the chain, that you could get to legal, that you could verify, that you could vet, and that you can process in 12 minutes. And I asked them, they're on the spot, could you do this in 12 minutes? And they tried to give a runaround, And there's a five-minute video that you can find, uh, a little over five minutes, on, on my YouTube channel for our, our, our official channel. And literally, they wouldn't say anything. You know, the idea of these arbitrary timelines they gave, the idea of this, we're always standing ready, even after they kicked out 8,400 people, putting them on a code 3 uh, reentry list, all of this is wrong. And I can tell you right now, as I explained to them in the very end, after continuing to go after them for these these unconstitutional purging of our military, I said we will fight to guarantee that not only are these military members reinstated, they're given their full benefits, they're allowed to have their back pay, and they're allowed to do what they intended to do, which is to serve our military, not serve the political agenda of this administration.
2: Well, of course, uh, that's going to be a fight that you'll have to have with the Senate and this president as well, which, of course, makes next year's election all that much more important so that justice can be done by these people and a lot of other people who've been mistreated or ignored by this administration. So let me back up for a moment. You said you had the, the hearing today about the CCP and this uh, the Wuhan bug, uh, as I've been calling it, uh, coming from that Wuhan lab there. How, how significant was it that the Energy Department came out with this, I'm calling, admission
9: Well, at the end of the day, President Trump, who has proven time and time again to have been right on the issues every single time, who called this the China virus from the very beginning, I think a lot of the people who were uh, kicked off of social media, who were banned from Twitter, who were silenced because of their uh, comments on the fact that this did originate uh, in the Wuhan uh, lab, is not only vindicated, but in my opinion, I still find it funny that we can't even get the Biden administration to... Uh, openly admit that. And that's one of the things we asked today, and that's what Congressman Matt Gates was going after as I was explaining the fact that they continue to treat China as if they're not an adversarial nation. And I asked a very simple question, I'll ask the same question to you, Chris, which is, we as America have labeled Iran as a state sponsor of terrorism, correct? Oh, yeah. However, what would you name a country, though, that economically props up and works and, and colludes with them? would they not be also a state sponsor of terrorism? <laughs> and that is what China does yeah. time and time again. And we know that the Russia-China-Iran-North Korea alignment is to eliminate the U.S. global currency. We know that they're attacking the resource economics of America and the West. We know that uh, Ukraine is nothing more than the Eurasian expansion, which was needed in order to get the Road and Belt initiative to cut off Western Hemisphere supply chain. So the fact that our own you know the american executive branch and his administration won't label china as the greatest adversarial nation and they won't label them as a terrorist unit especially the ccp who has shown their malign activities to me either guarantees that they're compromised or they're too much of a coward to basically bring back america jobs
2: you mentioned the ukraine Uh, of course the chairman of your committee as you mentioned you sat in for him michael mccall just got back from Kiev, and he was pretty much echoing uh, the Biden administration, but going a step farther, saying that we should give them the F-15s. We should give them everything that it would take to defeat the Russians. Now, you have taken a more, I'll, I'll call it cautious approach, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, a more cautious approach on this. Um, were you surprised by him? Uh, and where do the other members of the committee come down on this?
9: Well, I think the committee is very much kind of torn down the middle. You know, my, my question has always been the same, which is that appropriations of $113 billion has already been put forth. Of that, roughly $29.6 billion has been utilized. There is no way that I can approve or would approve for another dollar to be allocated and appropriated when one, they can't even tell me that there's been a hundred percent audit on the current twenty nine plus billion dollars that's already been allocated from taxpayers' money, which we're supposed to be stewards of. And what are they doing with the other eighty plus billion? You know, the fact is is that we are not the ones who should be taking up this fight. This is something that Germany, France, Italy, all the others on the actual Western front should be more concerned with. But these are also the same three countries who don't even continue to pay their two percent of GDP, which is what NATO requires. Meanwhile, America's paying 3.47%, not to mention the amount of money we've already allocated abroad. My whole thing is, is that if I'm looking at it from a purely risk analysis perspective, I look at our southern borders, I look at the fentanyl crisis, I look at the fact that we need to decouple from China and allow ourselves to get back to not just an energy-independent but an energy-dominant position. So mine is this understanding that this is not a kinetic warfare to begin with. We have continued, and, and if you remember Secretary Gates, the DOD secretary under the Obama administration, he's the one that said that Biden has been 100% wrong on foreign policy every single time. Yeah. They have played this wrong. They have slow rolled it. In 2014, they should have already started looking at international violations of the 94 Budapest Memorandum. They didn't. They asked for javelins. They delayed that. They gave the javelin. They asked for high Mars. They delayed that. They finally gave high Mars. This, to me, is intentionally being stalled and delayed. If they wanted this war to have been over fast, they could have done it. I personally don't think that we're fighting this war and should be fighting this war the way we are. I think that we need to recognize it's economic and resource and cyber warfare, and that this is just a ploy to be able to get America back into the quagmire of interventionism and world police. And I think that we're reading this wrong. And until I can get 100% audit, guarantee that we're being stewards of taxpayers' money, and I can see how they're allocating what has already been appropriated, I don't see how anyone in our committee or anyone in Congress could dare ask for another dollar.
2: Randy Rawls.
10: Corey, I know that it's only been a couple of months that you've been up there. You know, from a distance, we can make a judgment of what we think DC is like. If you had to put it in a nutshell, I know you worked up in the process, but never as an elected official. What's it like for you now to be in this role? And is it as slow moving as we think it is? Is it just? Well, is there a lot of is it very lethargic? What is the what is your feeling about the the getting work done in that environment?
9: Or well, to be honest with you. Yes, I, I think that it's definitely I'm having to adjust to what this tempo is. It moves a lot slower um, than I had anticipated. Uh, they certainly do not look at things the way I do, which is that I'm I'm not really here for messaging bills. I'm here to actually get legislation and thought and, and in place. So when I'm voting on things like, oh, let's go ahead and vote to condemn uh, the evils of socialism. Okay, great. We all recognize that socialism is is, is terrible. But what have we done to help lower gas costs? What have we done to help lower the cost of living? What have we done to help lower the CPI rates where our cost of living and our groceries have gone up for the average American who's worried about filling up their grocery costs, not not voting to condemn socialism? I think that we need to deliver on our promises as conservatives. I think the things that we ran on isn't messaging bills but effective legislation and so for me this moves at such a slow pace that i'm having to adjust slightly to it i'm giving it uh my warm-up period as i as i'll call it but you know i've already submitted my first bill hr 863 i've already co-sponsored over 20 plus bills so far um you know i don't plan to let weeds grow underneath my feet because the american people can't afford For us to sit up here worrying about messaging bills instead of proper legislation
2: what was the bill you introduced
9: so i introduced h.r 863 which is the publishing house bill that will uh the the basis of it is that it amends title 18 of the united states code to prohibit a publishing house from knowingly furnishing sexually explicit material to a school or an educational agency and it prohibits federal funds from being uh, provided to any of these schools that obtains or an educational agency that distributes sexually explicit material for any other purposes. And right. what this does is it allows us to go after the publishing houses, which does not violate the Tenth Amendment, because I do believe in state and individual rights. It would not cross over and step on the k three parental rights bill, um, which I believe should be a K-12, but that's a whole different uh, state issue. This allows me to not only go after and fine the publishing house a half a million dollars, but allows me to go up to a five-year imprisonment under a felonious offense. For the highest member of that publishing house who approved the distribution of this pornographic or inappropriate material to a primary or secondary school.
3: Hey, Corey, here's another question, too, is on this area of inflation, which, you know, the public is going bonkers over. Certainly, we have not seen anything like a cure in the last few months, particularly the last month. Is... This is so important. We know the obvious answer is we got to open the oil spigots up and we got to cut spending. How can we actually get something done where they say, hey, we're going to return to this, we're going to cut okay. spending? We just talk about it. Uh, you got about a minute there. No, I hate to put well, you on I the spot. Say this
9: much: at, you know, As a business owner, I can tell you that you get to a point in your business where you grow and you can't cut yourself to profitability. The only way that you can grow is to actually win more contracts and build out your revenue. That's where we're at as a country. There's no more about this. I'm going to cut discretionary, indiscretionary, or mandatory. We have to invest in America. We have to get back to energy dominance. We have to get around to, the nonsense EPAs that actually have a, a, a refinery, which we haven't since 1976. We have to onshore jobs and businesses. And we have to grow our GDP to exceed our current spending rate. This is not about cutting our way to safety or cutting our way to profitability. This is about looking at the fraud that goes on, eliminating that while investing in American businesses, stepping out of the way to allow the private sector to build our economy because the federal government does not create jobs it over regulates and stifles growth. And this is about trying to ensure that our GDP continues year after year to exceed our actual expenditures and national debt.
2: You hit the minute right on the head. (laughs) Right Uh, on the button. I do have a couple more questions if you can stay another couple of minutes. We won't keep you long, but I know you're busy. Okay, all right. And this is a a rather short break, so once again, ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. We have Congressman Corey Mills on with us. And once again, we'll tell you about the the fundraiser and the kickoff for his 2024 campaign when we come back. And that will be April the 4th. And so circle that day on your calendar. You're going to want to be there. We'll tell you how when we get back.
11: Jet back home from overseas the USA. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting conservative justices in the Supreme Court's majority seem likely to sink President Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. Chief Justice John Roberts led his conservative colleagues Tuesday in questioning the administration's authority to broadly cancel federal student loans because of the COVID-19 emergency. The plan has so far been blocked by Republican-appointed judges on lower courts. China says U.S. government bans on Chinese-owned video sharing app TikTok reflect Washington's own insecurities and are an abuse of state power. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said the U.S. should open and stop suppressing the company, and provide an open, fair, and non-discriminatory environment for foreign companies in the United States. More details at srnnews.com. AM 950
0: and FM 94.9, The Answer.
2: is. To clean better with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499.
11: Here's what I tell everyone: I was born by God's dear grace in an extraordinary place, where the stars and stripes
2: and the eagle fly. Welcome back to the American adversaries on a Trumpin Tuesday brought to us by Sutherland Nissan. got Mike McBath and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort studio. And on the line with us, of course, we have Randy Ross and Congressman Corey Mills. And, Randy, why don't we mention the the big kickoff again while we have Corey on the line here.
10: Yeah, so we're pretty excited. This will be Congressman Mills' uh, although he's obviously done other things, this will be the inaugural fundraising kickoff, if you will. Uh, we're happy to be putting that together. U.S. Marine, who's our Sutherland Easton sponsor along with John and Rosemary Hall will be the host. It'll be on April fourth, which is a Tuesday, so that means Trump and Tuesdays will be part of it. The radio show will have a live remote as we did last time. It's going to be a great event. It is a fundraiser. We have to take all even though Corey won by a lot last time, we have to take these elections seriously and really try even harder, not only to raise money, but to raise awareness of the work that he's doing and make sure he gets reelected. Uh, if anybody's interested, they can. I don't mind giving my phone number out on the uh, air. I've done it many times over the years. Uh, you can give me a call at 407-401-4409, 407-401-4409, or you can just email me at randyrossorlando at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information you need to know to be part of that exciting event.
2: Corey, we're excited to be there, too.
9: Well, I'm excited to uh, continuously be the uh, person on the Trump
2: and Tuesday. All right. So let me go back to this uh, Wuhan lab stuff. The real
9: president, I'll throw
2: in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Let me go back to this Wuhan stuff for a moment, because they brought out Admiral Kirby yesterday to respond to this, because obviously Jean-Pierre wasn't up to the task. But he basically said that, The Biden administration, I'll paraphrase, uh, is okay with gain-of-function research, that there's a need for this sort of thing. Uh, For the sake of argument, I'll accept that. But is, is it wise to have this being done in total secrecy by our adversaries in conjunction with our adversaries like China?
9: Well, I'll tell you, it's absolutely wrong for us. to be. I I don't mind the idea of us continuing here in America to look at uh, how we would ensure uh, if certain types of uh, biological or viral or things like that are are released into uh, the U.S., how would we combat that? How would we issue things that would be able to uh, prevent this or the different prophylactic treatment? But the idea that we're actually funding in an adversarial nation that can be later utilized against us without the proper oversight and security mechanisms controlled by us, I absolutely think is the most idiotic thing that I can possibly have heard.
2: You being on the Foreign Relations Committee, as you said earlier, you're already looking into this sort of thing. And But what, what can the United States do to, shall we say, punish China?
9: Well, I think the first thing we need to do is go ahead and account for all the lives and all the businesses and all the revenue and the uh, necessary, you know, kind of uh, dumping of funding into helping businesses thrive. I think we eliminate that from being any of the debt that is owed to China. I think on top of that, we go ahead and we file eminent domain on the lands that China has here in America. And we take those back because I don't believe that anyone of a foreign nation, especially those who are adversaries, should own any of our farmlands or any of the land across Uh, our great United States, and so I think that we give back to an America-first agenda, we hold them accountable, we wipe our slate clean on debt, we hold them uh, as an actual adversary, not a trusted uh, ally until they prove otherwise, and uh, we take our land back.
2: Real quick, uh, is there anybody on the other side of the aisle that's of this sort of same mindset?
9: Chris, uh, the only thing I've heard so far is defend, defend, defend when it came to China. A lot of people are trying to say, oh, this type of dangerous rhetoric only puts Uh, Chinese-Americans at risk, and, oh, don't you remember when we said that the virus is from China? There started to be an increase in violence against Chinese-American, you know, descendants here in in, in California and in different areas. And, uh, you know, the idea that we're continuing to try and prop up and defend a foreign nation rather than going ahead and looking at what's best for America and the people that you're elected to serve is still just beyond me, Chris.
3: Uh, Corey, here's another question. Have we, anybody discussed the issue of all these uh, foreign students that are in our sciences from China? You would think that at some point we got to realize what are we educating all these people for in the sciences when we could uh, put our own kids through the school? And the other thing is, they're young and impressionable kids. They could certainly be leaning toward helping China and not us, even though they're studying in our schools and taking advantage of all the good things we have, Congressman.
9: Well, that's exactly what China has said in the past, is that while they had no problem, they're outpacing us militarily. They now have the largest Navy in the world. They're outpacing us economically. The one thing that they were concerned with is increasing their ability for innovation. And what, they're, what they've done is they've continued to send kids over here to go to our schools to learn how we're doing things, uh, to be a plant, if you will, to come back and bring that information while they're stealing the billions of dollars in intellectual property every single year. And that way, they can try and outpace us from an innovation perspective as well. So yes, that's a real concern. Uh, That is something that we need to be taking uh, more awareness of. And we know that there's continuous and ongoing espionage and surveillance, I mean, not just the balloons, but from other things. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's, it's a real threat. It's a real concern. Uh, It's like TikTok or anything else, I mean, we need to start banning these things to protect America.
2: Randy, go ahead.
10: Yeah, you you posted a picture of you being with President Trump last week. You know, a lot of people I think just don't realize that how special that is when you get to have that one-on-one time with him. Now that you're in Congress, he did endorse you that you're running for when you were running for Congress. How does that feel? What's that relationship like um, at this stage of the game? And certainly, he's got a lot of pressures on him. But I'm assuming he still supports you in whatever you're doing, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely.
9: If anything, I would say that our relationship has gotten a lot stronger. Um, and certainly, you know, we discussed a lot of the ongoing issues that we're facing here in America. We talked about uh, the economy. We talked about our borders. We talked about what this administration is doing in this kind of America last agenda. Uh, we also talked about the 24 campaign strategy uh, and, and where the direction of America has to go. And so uh, he is still very much in support of me. Um, he is definitely going to be getting behind our campaign when it's time for reelection. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, But vice versa, we, you know, we, we have a a great problem here in Florida. The one thing you can say is that we guarantee the next president of of the United States is going to come from Florida. Uh, But what I would say (laughs) is, is that I'd rather see 12 years, of proper yep. leadership of this nation, not just yep. four and not just
2: eight. Yep, absolutely. We need that. This is this is a mess that we're in, and one term or even one term or two term president can't get it done. We need Trump. Well, and
9: Chris, the, the, the question is this the decisions that need to be made, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but the decisions yep. and the things that have to be made, you cannot have a re election looming over your head where you have to be concerned about it. I think that there's some of the most unpopular decisions that are going to have to be made yep. and that can only be made by someone who has absolutely nothing further to follow up with. Yep. Um, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm kind of being selfish here. I'd love to keep uh, uh, Governor DeSantis in the governor's seat because I think he's, he's America's governor. He's the greatest governor that we've ever had in my lifetime. Uh, and we've got a great president as well that I think could do a lot of things. So I'd love to see 12 years of solid America First conservative leadership I think there are things that need to be done, and and that's kind of where I'm at at this point.
2: You're right. There's going to be tough uh, choices to be made from the start, and I, I call President Trump, he would be the unencumbered president. <laughs> there will be nothing to hold him back, but anybody <laughs> that's the exactly first-term right. president is going to be encumbered by that re-election bid. Well, Corey, thanks so much for being with us. You've been very generous with your time Thank today.
9: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and thanks for uh, all those who tuned in for Trump and Tuesday.
2: <laughs> all right, and we're going to have you back real soon. I guarantee you that in a week or so. Okay. All right. Good. All right. You got it. And uh, Randy, uh, your, your thoughts?
10: Uh, no, I. Uh, first of all, I, you know he's incredibly, you know, articulate in all of the points that he makes. We're very fortunate to have someone up there representing us, as I'm sure you and Mike would agree. I mean, some of the, the way he explains things, like. I would try to explain how to make a cake and he, you know, he's explaining how all these different things work and he's so smart and makes me feel kind of stupid when I'm listening to him, <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We have these smart people up there working for us. But, you know, I think it's awesome that he's staying connected. Um, I, I like people that don't forget how they got where they got, got to. And, you know, he came on our show, um, you know, in the beginning or, you know, when once he was the nominee, um, and I like that he's staying and talking to us and keeping that realistic, opportunity for our listeners to be able to hear from someone who's on the front line in Congress and not and unapologetically calling out what's wrong and trying to fix it, yeah, we don't see that a lot yeah, in he seem, politics. He
2: seems very focused, and yet I, I sense a, a sense. A, I sense a, a not such small degree of humbleness uh, in him too. Uh, I, I don't know. i just. That'll leave in a few yeah. years, <laughs> I guess. Maybe <laughs> <So> a little <laughs> bit of time. Let, let's hope not. Let, Hopefully not. We'll, let's we'll hope see. not. So mention the mention the fundraiser again, Randy. Yeah, it's
10: April 4th, which is a Tuesday, uh, we specifically um, researched and Tuesday. And identified a Tuesday, so it would be on Trump and Tuesdays. Yep. The radio show will begin a live remote at 5 o'clock. It will take place from 5 to 7. The actual event takes place from 6.30 to 9.30. It is a ticketed event. Um, and so I think I'm going to have a couple of tickets, Chris, that we might be able to give out as part of a prize or oh, one of my contests
3: or something. So we'll talk out, more about very that. Very nice. That'd be yeah. very, very special. It yeah. is a, I mean, it yeah. is a great oh, time. Don't you think, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Great oh, yeah. time. Great social, great so, everything. Great venue, easy to get open to. open bar
10: and yeah. you great food, and you yeah. know, really thankful to our host committee, which is U.S. Marine, who is our sponsor from Southern Nissan, along with John and Rosemary Hall, um, and then we've got commitments from literally all counties that are surrounding us, from all the way from Osceola to Volusia. Because as you know, this this uh, district that he represents is primarily in Seminole and a little bit of Volusia. Um, but where we're hosting this, the Winter Park Racquet Club is literally right there on the line, and we have a lot of our support that comes out of Winter Park, yeah. Florida, for the fundraisers that we've done over time. Yeah. And so it works out perfectly when it comes to you know having folks. Uh, having it in a location that's easy parking, free parking, right there on the lake. It's a beautiful, you know, got the fire pit going. Uh, It'll just be a really nice event. And if anybody's interested, they just simply need to give me a call at 407-401-4409-407-401-4409. And I'll make sure that uh, the radio folks have our, uh, the team, Joe and such, has our uh, flyer so they can get it up and maybe help us to promote. Uh, the event, because, in fact, it is a fundraiser. And like you said earlier, Chris, you got to take these elections seriously, even when you win big, because you never know. The Democrats are out there. Working hard to unseat us, and never see if
2: they can. They're plotting and planning all the time. That is a fact. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much, Chris. Ray. Yep. You got I'll it. talk to you guys soon. You will. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Okay. All right. When we come back, Mike's got his contest challenge for Thursday. We've got some other news we're going to cram in as well. And then after us, you got Breaking Battlegrounds, Charlie Kirk, and then Officer Tatum. So a lot of great radio right here tonight on Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year. And we got that achievement. For a good reason. We'll be right back.
0: AM 950
4: and FL 94.9, The Answer. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in -in, dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you.
7: Real estate in Florida is on fire. And to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come come true. Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389-5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream.
8: Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699, and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 1278530.
7: i Ashley Legend and I approve this message.
0: The street corn takeover is back in
7: Tijuana Flats
0: with bigger flavors, bolder recipes, and a brand new chili garlic marinated steak that'll blow your mind. For a limited time, try five delicious new menu items loaded with zesty street corn, like the chili garlic steak and tater tot burrito, or the chili lime seasoned chicken and street corn tacos. Come try the five new street corn favorites during the street corn takeover at Tijuana Flats, starting at 9 dollars Order on the app or at tijuanaflats.com.
10: Conductor, you must slow down. I think I see her. Please let me off there for
2: Oh, honey, is That's that That's a great you? song, don't it you? Is. That
3: takes you back a long time ago.
2: Well, we started with Maybelline, so we did it with Nadine. Nadine. Okay. Here's some interesting
3: new poll numbers from an Emerson poll. Yeah, this just came out. It said former President Donald Trump has taken a 30-point lead over his next closest possible 2024 GOP presidential primary competitor and now has a majority support in a crowded field. And this is a new poll from Emerson College that was just released about three hours ago. And it points out that. Uh says Trump at fifty-five percent. Wow. The DeSantis 30% at 25. points higher than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is down at twenty five percent, means Trump has now crossed the majority threshold in the national GOP primary polling. Yeah. And, Pretty good. And CPAC is going to be going on
2: this week. It starts Thursday, I believe, and runs through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they'll be doing their own straw poll. Now, once again, that's conservative activists, but it'll give a pretty good read of where the party is. And I'm pretty sure, I think I'd even bet on, that those poll results from CPAC are going to be very similar to this nearly identical, and that's right in line where Trump was last year at CPAC
3: Mm -hmm. and the year before at CPAC. And don't you think Trump was the primary beneficiary of that East Palestine situation, which he was there yeah, well, this is a that re- meant a lot.
2: This is a Republican primary might mm-hmm. have had some influence some. on some, but that will have that sort of thing will have much more influence in the general election the over independents and others. As will the negative impact of Biden mm-hmm. not going there and blowing them off. So, but this is this is a uh, this is important, and and this is also indicative of the fact that Trump has loyal supporters that the majority of them are not going to abandon him for anybody else nobody uh, trump has something that none of the other candidates have and it's it's the ability to connect in a way that once the connection is made it's near
3: impossible to break it. and don't you think too these housewives that supposedly you know were offended by his style and everything don't you think maybe 50% of them will now return home well, just because of the fact that we see such information coming out that he did such a tremendous job for this country. How can you ignore it? I would think that a couple of things uh,
2: would persuade them along those lines. One mm-hmm. is that uh, inflation's a lot more and that's every than, than, you know, day when you, know, you shop,
3: housewife. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: right. And also their daughters. There's another one. And
3: what young girls are having to go through in this day and age. And look at the sports part of it, too. You hear this all the time. There was just a college yesterday. They walked out on an event because there was a transgender woman playing. I believe it was a... It was a Catholic
12: college, exactly. if I'm yeah, not mistaken, it was a Catholic or, a high college or high school or high school. Which, I think it was. Yeah, yes, and
2: uh, they walked out and they did the right thing. Yeah, the principal said, uh, wrote a letter, issued a statement saying that first of all, they didn't think it was fair, and second of all, they didn't think it was safe.
3: I know they think somebody's going to get it hurt, and, and, and that's very true. You got a muscular pattern that's a lot bigger than many of the women. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anyway,
2: uh, Trump was on with Gorka earlier. I, I hope you caught that. He kept referring to a poll that mm-hmm. came out today. There it is. Th- there it is, right there. Well, that's a big spread. Is that not the biggest spread we've seen, though, actually? Well, once again, it's in line with what we have seen at CPAP. Right. And by the way, this De- DeSantis hasn't moved up or down either. It- it's like people have, you know, they're locked into those, yeah. mm-hmm. but Trump once again, it's it's a it's a more special connection, and and it's it's very much akin to what Democrats have with their voters, and it's because a lot of it is emotionally based. I mean, all of it really is emotionally based, but Trump understands that and he understands how to use that to his advantage. Maybe it's just natural from him being in real estate and and being a media guy and and being on the WWE in the Hall of Fame. Um, But but certainly he
3: knows how to utilize that dynamic. Now, the next two years, uh, DeSantis has to govern, which we know can be a little sticky, right? Yeah. Now, Trump can pick and choose whatever sector I want to go in and either disrupt or whatever. So... You know, he has a little bit easier pattern to develop on the positive side than uh, DeSantis. Of course, DeSantis must govern. Well, you make a good point. Trump can run on his record. That's exactly right. DeSantis has to run on what
2: he's doing. And I guarantee you that Democrats are going to start oh, throwing coming things for in DeSantis. his way. I
3: know you know as well as I do.
2: Yep. So it, it'll be interesting to see how he fends those things off. But you know, uh, Corey Mills uh, was right. We've been saying this. It's got to be both and. It right. can't be either or. And 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 we can't play that either or game. It's got to be both and. And people in DeSantis's camp, if they're Faithful to him and faithful, more importantly, to the country, they will understand that. And they will say, Look, let's build what we can for now towards 2028. But you right? know what?
3: We get two years to put that forward. Yep. You know, main emphasis. Well, well if I was DeSantis,
2: I'd be running for president in 2028. Mm-hmm. And I would be starting the process right now. And that could very well be what he is doing. We don't know. But uh, I will tell you this that uh, Fox has decided to change their letters from F-O-X to D-B-N. That is to say the DeSantis Broadcasting Network. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because you can't hardly turn on Fox these days and not see Ron DeSantis either on there or they are talking about him. In pro wrestling, they call this giving him the push. Mm-hmm. They're giving him the big push towards the, the, the championship belt, right? Oh, I know. But I here's know. the thing. In pro wrestling and in politics, the fans have the final say. They can do the push all they want. But if it's not going over with the people in the seats, or the voters, it doesn't matter how hard they push, it'll flop. And Fox can push all they want but that 55% in that poll and and these other polls mm-hmm. that show Trump at 48 45 4 those people aren't going away from Trump you're not going to be able to pry, you'll be able to more easily pull teeth out of their mouth with a pair of pliers than you will to be able to pull
3: their support away from Donald J Trump plus again he can pick and choose Where he wants to go to battle. That's right, which makes it a little bit harder for Desantis. Yeah, because he is. You're
2: right. He is the governor. He's in the midst of it, Mm -hmm. and that could he uses that well to his advantage. But there will be times when that will be a burden to him. Uh, No doubt about that. By the way, speaking of uh, Ron DeSantis, he did sign the legislation yesterday, which changed the way the board members are chosen for the Reedy Creek District. And then it will be up to those board members to actually make any changes. Uh, and the first task that the governor set them to was to come up with a new contract for the firefighters mm-hmm. out there. And so, but uh, the, the, the nothing changed other than who appoints the board members. It will be up to the board to actually make the changes, tax changes, uh, you know, any kind of uh, substance sub- substantial changes to the way the... The uh, company does business in Central Florida. So it, it remains to be seen what is going to come of all that. But what we do know is some of the new board members, for instance, the and I'll get Nostradenis to actually get the full list for us tomorrow, um, but the chair chairman of the board is a fellow from Tampa, well-steeped in politics over in Tampa, which, by the way, has traditionally been the power area of Florida. The big players come out of that Tampa area over there. Um, But uh, he uh, just happened to be a $50,000 donor to the Friends of Ron DeSantis. (laughs) Somewhat
3: coincidental.
2: (laughs) Yes, indeed. The vice chair, or at least one of the board members, is the wife of the new head of the Florida Republican Party. So and, and this is what we said would happen is that the board being now appointed by the governor is it's now a
3: political animal in a sense that it wasn't before. But maybe that's what we want. Well, right. I, there, I don't expect them to be woke. Do you? I, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems
2: that uh, when you Co- turn, Co- turn things into yeah. politics, it, it seldom is for the better. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm saying we'll see. Maybe
2: we'll hit the jackpot with this one. Mm-hmm. But it, it just it, the, the original members. It just goes to show it's going to go to people who are faithful to who to whoever the governor is, not the party.
3: No, the governor. But the right. governor.
2: And lo and behold, if we ever do get a Democrat governor, they can change the board, and then the new board, under Democrat leadership, will be able to do whatever they want. So, you know, there's always a a thorn in that dairy rose bush, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trick is to smell the flowers without getting yourself scratched in the process, I guess. Anyway... Uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, is running for re-election in Chicago against eight other opponents. So the top two, unless somebody gets 50% plus one, will go to a
3: runoff. And she's in trouble. But
2: that's the good news. The bad news is I think half of those other candidates are more radically to the left than she
3: is. is. I know that's the craziest part, and I think we'll know by about 11 o'clock tonight. But it it is Chicago, though. Yeah, (laughs) indeed it (laughs) is. It is is Chicago.
2: Indeed it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's about all the time we have for us tonight but once again this has been brought to us a trump and tuesday episode of the american adversaries or is that edition i guess it's edition of the american adversaries has been brought to us by sutherland nissan and they are great folks out there at sutherland nissan and they work so hard to get you the best deal for the
3: vehicle that you want okay and if they don't have it on the lot they'll try their hardest to find it for you and remember one thing chris this week's contest is going to evolve around the tv show naked and afraid, <laughs> so start planning. All
2: right, we'll give you the details <laughs> tomorrow. No, we're not going to want to know who's going to be naked. It's it's going to be a survival-type contest, all right? So uh, we'll give that challenge to you tomorrow night. In the meantime, keep loving, keep praying, stick around. Battleground Breaking Battlegrounds is up next. Don't ever give up. Night, everybody.
0: 950 FM 94.9, the answer. WORL, Orlando, News Talk Station of the Year, with this SRN News Update, starting
11: now. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters reporting. The Supreme Court heard arguments this morning about the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program. Chief Justice John Roberts says the student loan program is estimated to cost the government some $400 billion.
0: If you're talking about this in the abstract, I think most casual observers would say if you're going to give up that much amount of money, if you're going to affect the obligations of that many Americans on a subject that's of great controversy, they would think that's.